Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Bill, welcome back. Great to talk to you as always. Another week. It's become our new tradition, I guess. We're getting in the holidays here. So one of our new traditions are our weekly podcasts. So there you go. (laughs) I like it. I enjoy them. Yeah, me too. I wish that we had something, you know, exciting to talk about. I think though we should be talking about safety with COVID with the holidays coming up. It's interesting to think that we're still here in this spot. I think that's a bit Mm -hmm. frustrating for everybody and fatiguing for everybody. There's no doubt about that. But the reality is the situation as we currently see it means that we need to maintain our vigilance, I think. So I think we should talk about it, even though we might prefer to talk about something else. Well, I think one of the things we really should talk about is the fact that we're in the midst of the holiday season. Lots of people are coming together in much of the United States, at least, and other parts of the world, it's getting cold. And so people are going indoors. So there is that increased risk for transmission. But there are some things that we could do to keep each other safe. And so it would be good to review some of those. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I think that's number one. You know, now with the new variant, the Omicron variant, lots of questions out there. The reality is, even before that news came over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend, we were seeing an increase in cases both in the northern U.S. and also in Europe now, there's, their case counts are going up. So we need to be vigilant here for another holiday season. And so it's good to just remember and be and kind of go through that stuff. I mean, for me personally, to yeah. really kind of think it through. Yeah, so along those lines, I was thinking probably the first step when our listeners are trying to plan their holidays is to get a good handle on what their risk and their risk assessment is, their risk tolerance. Of course, People will have different levels of uh, risk tolerance. Some people are going to have perhaps a weakened immune system, or they may be going to a place where there are people in the household with a weakened immune system. So I think that's the first thing to consider and maybe ask yourself, is this the year to get a really large gathering together? Yeah, I think that's right. And I think there's really, though I like the way you phrase it, because there's really two ways to think about risk. Number one, is just a tolerance or people's perceived risk. And that's a very personal thing. Even in families, there's younger people who have a real concern around getting COVID and that's well-founded, even though they're not as high a risk of getting severe COVID, there's long COVID, there's other things, people just don't want to catch it. And I think you just have to respect that. Mm-hmm. And the flip side though, is then we know there's certain people who are at higher risk of getting severe COVID. Unfortunately, many of those are the same people that won't respond very well to vaccination. So you have to really be mindful of both because those individuals might be, hey, you know, I'm not worried about risk, but you need, might need to be worried about it for them because they would be at risk of severe COVID. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, really balancing it with your family situation. The out there, we had the passing of a loved one recently, uh, an elderly loved one. And we thought last Christmas, you know, we did get together because with the thought this might be the last one. Now we were very yeah. good safe, but you have to take all those things into consideration. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Bill. You have to balance all of those factors. Probably the next step, once you've decided your own uh, personal risk, is to have an open conversation with everyone that's going to be at a gathering and just try to understand what their levels of risk and risk accept- acceptance are. Yep. I mean, the most important thing is being together now. 
the holidays are challenging because most of us have a real concrete idea of how a holiday plays out with the meal and, and then mm-hmm. how the gathering occurs. And I think, but the most important thing is getting together. So again, trying to say, maybe this is a year we don't have a meal. Maybe we just find a way to be together. Maybe mm-hmm. we go outside and go caroling, do something yeah. else, have hot cider, you know, something like that. Make sure that if people are there and can't be that have Zoom, although being in person and wearing and masking and thinking about masking mm-hmm. and distancing. I know it's, again, at this point, seems pretty mundane. But these are things that will keep us safe. And the reason why is because, unfortunately, people are still getting sick with COVID. In our state, we're one of the six states. I just tweeted the article yesterday from Becker's. It's at the highest census yet for COVID patients. And that's where we are. And, of course, with Omicron coming, there's concerns that that could be linked to an increase in cases as well. So we have to do these things because, unfortunately, we're still trying to manage COVID, the pandemic, and get through it. It doesn't mean you need to be afraid. It just means you need to be mindful. Good points. And we do have some tools, as you mentioned, wearing masks, also vaccination. Mayo Clinic just recently uh, released some interesting data where they showed, based on Mayo Clinic employee data, that the boosters are really continuing to show a protective effect. And they showed that an unvaccinated person, so someone who's not vaccinated at all, is 20 times more likely to test positive for COVID. So as we know, vaccines really do help. They protect from disease. They protect from severe disease. But then also, if you have a vaccinated person who is overdue for a booster, so they've been vaccinated, but they haven't gotten their booster, they're 10 times more likely to be infected than someone who's already received their booster. So that would be, I'd say, the next step is in as part of those discussions with your family members when you're preparing for the holidays is just ask, is everyone vaccinated? Has everyone gotten their boosters? If not, can everyone get their boosters before the event? If there's someone who's not vaccinated, have a plan for how that's going to play out at the holiday gathering. Yeah, exactly right. No, I agree with all of those things. Again, unfortunately, vaccination in and of itself has become a polarizing issue, both within mm-hmm. society and probably within families as well. I mean, having different ways of approaching someone based on their vaccine status is not about having a stigma it's about protecting them and it's about protecting everyone so right um that and that's what it really should boil down to well i like what you said about maybe going outside going caroling considering if you don't want to have a meal so i think that during the discussions when planning your holiday gatherings consider the risk, the risk tolerance, the risk levels of all the people in attendance and ask yourself, do we need to have a meal or could you space out the meal? Do you all have to be gathered around one table? Could you spread it out a bit across multiple rooms? If you're one of those lucky people that is in a warm climate, could you have it outdoors? Those are some things to consider too. So you could still have perhaps a traditional gathering, but with some modifications that still make it special, but make it safer. Yep. I feel lucky to be in a cold climate, but it does make it a little bit more <laughs> difficult to be outside for a long period of time. Well, uh, yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> I know. I, but I think the most important thing, Bobby, is for people to have those conversations. I think the biggest risk is that it's a challenge. We don't want to be doing this again. We already did it last Christmas and last holiday season. Wouldn't it be easier just to just get people together and hope for the best? invariably not only is that the least safe way to do it it also actually the way to probably can breed the most misunderstandings within Mm -hmm. families right if you try and make the rules up to on the fly just have a conversation of what do we all feel comfortable with then let's go with that there's a lot of good information out there to help you in making those i know that there are 
on the internet some published guidelines on what you should be thinking about, how big of a gathering, what, what are some of the situations. Get that information, have those conversations with your families so that you can really keep people as safe as possible while you have and enjoy each other's company over the holiday season. I agree, Bill. And I think getting creative, and as you said, there's some great suggestions out there on the internet, good places such as the CDC talks about safety with sharing food. As I mentioned, spread the meal out to be in a larger gathering or be outdoors. But there's some other things too you could consider, like having food in self-serve, individualized serving so people could just pick up, say, cookies, cupcakes. Maybe if you were going to have a pie, have someone who's washed their hands and is feeling well and is fully vaccinated, cut the pie up into slices and put them on little plates. There's ways around it to make it a little safer. Of course, if you read the guidelines, the safest way is to have waiters who are masked serve your food with tongs. I don't know how many of us are, are going <laughs> to have that. Uh, but you could have a setting where you're avoiding shared utensils, or if you are going to share utensils during the meal, perhaps lay it all out on a countertop, have people sanitize their hands first before touching the utensils, and then go through the line and bring it to the table, rather than having lots of things on the table, and then touching utensils and not washing your hands. I, I thought those were very clever. I'm sure people could come up with even more really helpful helpful ideas. So it kind of gets back to having that discussion beforehand. Don't just wing it. Put a little thought into the gathering this year. As you were saying, my, my family probably and the kids that would have been assigned the mass and the tongs, which I think the primary <laughs> beneficiaries of that would have been uh, Gretzky and Hector, our two dogs, because there probably would be a lot of mishaps and food on the ground for them to mm. surround up. One thing I think we touch on here at the end, you know, we, I mentioned it before, but is Omicron variant. I mean, it is, it's been identified, it's here, like many variants, it appears to be spreading across the globe. We still a lot that we don't know, but it's pretty clear that it's more transmissible. And if it's around, that will, could be seeing increasing cases probably shortly after the holiday season attributable to Omicron. So the last thing you want to do is after the holidays, have people in your family getting COVID and wondering, oh gosh, was it something that we did? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's the other reason to really think about it. We don't know yet how it's going to play out. It's again, just giving you as much peace of mind and putting the peace into the holiday season, which really we need to, <laughs> that's what it should be about. But giving you all some peace of mind as you get together both before during and after the holiday season that you've done everything you can to keep each other safe and share mm -hmm. your company and your love with others. Very nicely said, Bill. Well, I'm wishing you and all of our listeners a peaceful, safe holiday season. And like we said, there's lots of great information out there. There's other things with testing you could do in advance and masking during traveling. So I would encourage everyone to just in, become be informed and educate themselves and put a little planning into the holiday this season so that everyone can be safe and you can have that joyous gathering. Couldn't agree more. And then last but not least, I would just say, just be mindful that plans might have to change. I mean, I, yep. that's the other thing that's really distressing. But, you know, if you don't feel well, if you had a known exposure, those sorts of things, come up with some alternate plans. Because unfortunately, those are some, for this year at least, hopefully 2022 will be a different story. But for this year, we have to still think about those things. I agree. Still gives us stuff in terms of our new tradition podcast, at least gives us stuff to talk about. That's very true. Well, we will talk again soon then, Bill. And as always, I will look forward to it.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.